Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuso. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed. You know, so often, a parent can become discouraged because their baby doesn't seem happy, or maybe it's because the baby has jaundice, or they're constipated, or some other kind of thing. And understandably, sometimes parents think that it's about the breastfeeding, and then they start to consider formula. Maybe you found yourself in that situation. But, you know, really, very often, the problem has little or sometimes nothing to do with breastfeeding. But the question really remains, how do we help the baby? Because that's what we're really all trying to do is just help the baby. So today, I'm going to posit to you that often, infant massage can help the baby and the parents to successfully deal with some of the challenges that you might face. And today, I have with me massage instructor and expert, May Scott. And May is going to help us to talk about some of the many positive therapeutic effects and a little bit about the how-to of infant massage. May, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marie. May, I want to talk a little about why infant massage is important, but it also seems to me that there's been a lot of hype in the last several years. You know, I'm thinking like the last eight or ten years or so about uh, infant massage. Is this something new or what? Like when exactly did the whole idea of infant massage originate? Well, Marie, actually it is fairly new to our Western culture, but it's actually been around for centuries in the world. It's, it's an ancient art, mm. and the um, United States and the Western culture has now picked it up as something they want to look at because of some wonderful studies that have been going on um, showing wonderful benefits of infant massage. So, May, as you talk about those benefits, that sort of propels me to the next thing I would ask, which is many times parents and and professionals, certainly, can sometimes think of massage or infant massage as one of those things like, oh, yeah, sure, yeah, that's nice, nice to have, Uh uh-huh, good deal, good for bonding, all of that. But uh, it's really more than just a a little feel-good or a little bonding deal. Uh, am I right? You're absolutely right, Marie. Um, loving touch and massage included in that is almost as important as feeding your baby for their health and growth. If a baby is not have getting or having enough nurturing touch or cuddling or... Uh, care by their caregivers, Um, they can have something which is called failure to thrive. So touch is one of the most important things for an infant, and um, it has so many benefits. I I could go through an entire list. I am going to give you some (laughs) of the benefits, 
um, so many, and there's so many wonderful websites now about it. Um, massage actually, um, which some of the studies are showing from university, um, from the University of Miami Touch Research Institute. Oh, that's the big um, one. It is. It's wonderful. They have great studies, first of all, for premature babies, um, which shows actually uh, with massage being done to these babies in the hospital, they actually have 47% weight gain, a shorter hospital stay, have better behaviors, and they get out of the hospital earlier. So right now, I think it's just under 40% of hospitals are actually doing some of this massage to help these preemies, but it would be great to get the word out and have more people doing this to help these premature babies. Um, Also, in the NICU or the uh, unit that some of these babies are in, Um, they have to go through a lot of testing and procedures, and sometimes they get something called touch aversion. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. if the parents are instructed in infant massage, they can do this, which really lowers the touch aversion of the babies. Then the babies can see that there's not just touch that may be uncomfortable or hurt them, but there's also the loving touch that's given by their parents right there in the hospital. Yes, and I read about that, and they were talking about how that improved the pain perception. And if we have any NICU nurses listening, it's the PIPP. I was pretty impressed with that. It is. It's wonderful. Even while some procedures are being done, they can can do massage at the same time if the baby has already been acclimated to it. And that does help the baby uh, with any, any pain that might happen from a procedure. So it's wonderful. May, I'm going to just interject here that I'm always telling parents about how breastfeeding helps the baby when the baby's having an invasive procedure. But you and I have both lived long enough to know that in some cases, they're doing a a procedure and they tell the mother, oh, no, 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 you can't breastfeed. No, 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 not while we're doing this. And so I'm wondering if maybe infant massage is an alternative that doesn't seem as threatening to the person who's actually carrying out the, I hate to use the word threatening, but, you know, really they don't want the baby at the breast. So infant massage certainly uh, provides some alternative, would you say? Absolutely. That's a very Mm -hmm. good point, Marie. Absolutely. If if, uh, feeding the baby is not an alternative, uh, this is a wonderful option. So, um you know, the babies really need to be taken care of and nurtured and um, more touch is is so much better for them. So I want to move better on for a us too, bit. May. <laughs> better for us too. Absolutely. Better, better for everybody. Touch so, is good. Um, yeah, full time. I mean, full, full term babies also have Absolutely. so many benefits. Talk um, to us about the weight gains. Pardon me? Talk to us about the improved weight gains for babies. Well, definitely the study for the premature babies have shown um, weight gain to get them out of the hospital sooner without an increase in the food. So they know uh, the only other thing was the infant massage that helped the baby gain the weight. They're looking into what the exact mechanism is, but infant massage on those babies is helping them gain the weight they need to leave the hospital sooner. 
may um, help also, me with this. Are, mm-hmm. are you saying that the babies did not take in any extra food? So the only That's thing exactly. they could they could they could could attribute it just to the infant massage. That's what they're saying. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. It is. It's it's so amazing and would be great for more hospitals to use this. But even if parents wonder, you know, if they don't have a prematurely born baby, and I have a full-term baby at home, what can this do for me except enhance my bonding? Well, some of the other um, issues that parents would like to work on is if the baby has a tummy ache. So if the baby has some colics, colic signs, gas, or constipation. We have wonderful results with infant massage helping that. It enhances the baby's neurological development, helps the myelination of the nerve sheath so that the impulses can go quicker. It helps the baby organize stimulation so when you're massaging the baby, they can regulate themselves and become more calm. It -hmm. helps with their immune function, body Mm -hmm. awareness, Pain mm. management for teething or other pain that we just spoke about. It reduces teething. hormone. May, did, did you say teething, May? Teething, yes. Teething. Like teeth. You can also massage the gums. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Yeah, because so many kids, you know, I'm always sort of in my newborn headset, even though in my later years I've dealt with older kids, but I really didn't know that about, uh, because the babies who are getting teeth certainly do have some discomforts. This is a wonderful way that you're suggesting. Uh, it is, make, it is. It's, it's a great way. Could I get you to back up a little bit, because um, I'm not sure if you mentioned jaundice or not, but I was very impressed with the studies about uh, full-term babies and jaundice. And yes, how there are studies. Pardon me? Uh, they, they really uh, did some really very excellent studies that showed that the babies reduced the amount of bilirubin that they had on board, and so hence... The babies had less jaundice and, of course, all, all of the health benefits that goes along with that. And I find that very often breastfeeding parents just kind of assume that breastfeeding is related to jaundice. It doesn't have to be related to jaundice, as you and I certainly know. But uh, this is a wonderful way to maybe help the parent to be able to actively do something about the baby. Am I right? Exactly, exactly. This study... That was done in 2011. Does say that baby massage in the early stage after birth can reduce neonatal neonatal bilirubin levels, and they suggest that it's very beneficial for um, lowering any effects of the jaundice. So it's definitely something people should be looking into. Yeah, because so often parents just want to do something, and this seems to me like something they can do. And um, May, I think it kind of goes without saying, but we'll say it anyway. Is there any uh, negative effect of infant massage? As long as the baby is enjoying it and the father and mother are enjoying doing Enjoying it, it, no negative effect. Now, there are a couple contraindications to doing infant massage. If mm. there's a health issue, you always want to check with your baby's pediatrician or doctor first. Absolutely. And if the baby has a fever, um, oh. sometimes the full infant massage can actually raise body temperature. So if the baby has a fever, you only want to do a very light or um, short massage. Uh-huh. Wow. And... 
Meg, get me clear about this because I sort of think I'm clear but want to make sure everybody's clear. You are the instructor for the infant massage, but you personally do not do the massage. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, What I am there to do is to teach the parents how to do this at home so that they can make it a part of their routine with their baby. I use a mannequin baby, and they bring their babies to class, and it's a wonderful experience. We all have a good time. Um, Everybody enjoys it, and not only that, but it's very simple for a simple thing to do for all the benefits it does have. May, as I've heard you talking, I'm thinking that you have addressed that it has been helpful for even older babies, babies, for instance, that uh, might be three months old or so or two months old or whatever and and have some colic. Uh, Certainly, we talked a little bit about growth, jaundice. Quick, before we go to break, could you tell us about uh, constipation? Has it been helpful for constipation? It is wonderful for that. A, A simple... Uh, abdominal routine can relieve infants um, in most cases. If not the first time you do it, uh, if you just do it a few times, we've had wonderful results with that. And as far as the age, massage that you start early, can you can do this all through your child's lifetime, uh, not just as an infant, but as they grow up and get into sports, you can continue with sports massage or shoulder massage. It helps with some students with their studying and math skills, believe it or not, and really will keep you literally in touch with your children throughout their life. Wow. I guess I should have had that. I was never very good at math. All righty. <laughs> uh, look at uh, we're, we've got to go to break. I would like to encourage all of our listeners to visit Nuru Baby. That's N-U-R-O-O-B-A-B-Y dot com. Full coverage and mobility so that you can spend more time skin to skin with your baby. And also, please, take a visit to NewAngel, that's N-U-A-N-G-E-L dot com, made by mothers for mothers. Look at, don't go away. When we come back, expert May Scott will be talking with us a little bit more about the who, what, where, and when of infant massage. Don't go away. We'll be right back. life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you getting ready for your IBLCE exam? Do you want a time-saving review without having to travel? Marie Biancuso's new guided study review is the perfect resource for you. If you're wanting to listen on the go, get our premier package, which includes over 60 12-minute audio casts, a 400-page companion guide, and much more. Best of all, you'll get a live Q&A session with Marie via webinar. You'll walk into the exam confident you'll pass. Call today at 703-787-9894 or visit us at www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. That's breastfeedingoutlook.com. 
What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the Internet? Choice and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm here today with May Scott. We're talking about infant massage. And on the, the first segment today, May was listing a lot of very interesting science-based, evidence-based reasons why massage is such a good thing. She mentioned improved weight gains, for which we have quite good evidence, that it lowers jaundice. It appears to improve pain perception in premature infants. Uh, we didn't talk about sleep patterns, probably because... May and I have had that discussion, and some studies have shown, yes, it does give better sleep patterns. Other studies have said, no, it doesn't. Uh, Interestingly, I was interested in seeing if the infant massage improved the duration or exclusivity of breastfeeding, but no, sorry, that doesn't doesn't work. I wanted it to show that, but studies have not shown that. And uh, it, it does not seem to improve oxygenation in infants either. But nonetheless, there is a growing list of benefits for which infant massage is helpful. And I think that most of this we can probably attribute to all of the other things that the literature talks about, which is a decrease in stress hormones. You probably recognize epinephrine, norepinephrine, cortisol, really those big things that relate to stress, um, either in a baby or in an adult for that matter. And uh, May actually also alluded to how much babies need touch, that it's in some ways almost as important as food. I would just like to say that actually there have been studies that have been done on the elderly as well that show that they have better health outcomes when they have simple touch or a hug or a massage or a whatever. So May, we're all ears here in terms of, it sounds like there's some great benefits very few contraindications. So kind of walk us through this a little bit. If it's all so great, if if I'm watching the parent do the massage, what kinds of things am I watching? Or maybe I'm watching you do it on the mannequin. Walk us through this. What does it look like? Okay. Well, um, in, our, in the classes I have taught, um, depending on how many students are in the class, uh, it could be a private session. Um, typically, I do a three class, three days of classes so that the parent has time to go home and practice, come back with any questions they might have. Um, but the way we would start is we discuss um, 
you know, everybody gets comfortable on a mat. On the ground, usually want to make sure the baby isn't going to roll off. So you could okay. do it on a bed if the baby isn't crawling. And by the way, it is best if you're going to start this to try to learn before the baby can crawl because that can be oh, a little challenging at that right, point. Right, right, So pre-crawling. And um, if usually we, we do it in an oil test. Now, you don't have to use an oil for massage, but it is a little more comfortable for the baby, and it keeps the baby warmer, and it keeps the stroke smoother. Um, we don't use lotion because lotion, as it dries, gives a cooling feeling. You want to keep the babies nice and warm. So another yes. important thing is we want to make sure the room is warm enough. Mm. And we do have the parents take a nice, relaxing breath and realize this is for them to relax too and enjoy also. It's a time Absolutely. for both the parent and the child to enjoy. Absolutely. Is the baby naked? We do say that the baby being naked is the best possible way. Some parents prefer keeping the diaper on or loosening the diaper for when we do the belly work or the okay. tummy work because most of the baby's uh, ab- abdominal area that we want to work on is under the front of the diaper. Mm-hmm. So it is up to the parents in our classroom we usually just loosen the diaper at home I suggest they try it without okay. the diaper but in the classroom if we're in the hospital for instance we do try to keep the diaper on if possible mm-hmm. um, so what we do important is then parents usually ask what type of oil uh, important to use an oil that would be okay if it was eaten we're, have, we're going to put this oil all over the baby. The body's going to be absorbing it, and the baby may be putting their fingers and or toes in their mouth. <laughs> so you want to use something that is okay for the baby to actually eat. So yes. we suggest a cold-pressed uh, fruit or vegetable oil, and um, try not to use a nut oil just in case there might be an allergy. Oh, allergy. An allergy, right. The um, first day we do a little oil spot check. So it would either be um, maybe a grapeseed oil and you would take a little bit on your hand and rub it on the inside of the baby's arm and then check it in an hour and then two hours. And if there's not any type of red or rashiness, you're probably absolutely fine using that oil. So we go through the oil check on the first day. And the first day we actually do what's called a dry massage without oil until we're sure they're not allergic to the oil. Okay. And we start first on massaging the legs. It's a a calming massage. Actually, massaging the legs and the back are more relaxing massage strokes than the other parts of the body. So we do start Hmm. with the legs. And that would be the first class, basically, I would okay. talk about also massaging the arms because the strokes for the legs are exactly the same as the arms. Okay. And we, we go through that. But a good point is I do teach a routine that is in a book written by Vimala McClure and, um, and other uh, people who are leading the way for instant massage. But really, any type of stroke is great, and I tell the parents that I'm teaching you some strokes to give you a head start. If there's some type of stroke that you read about somewhere else or already are doing with your baby and it works for both of you, please put that into your routine. So along our classes, we're actually building a routine, 
that we're going to, by the end of class, be able to massage the face, the arms, the chest, the abdominal region, the legs, and then the back. Wow. And very, very, right. And, and we talk about keeping it in an order so that the baby can get really calm and relaxed to know what's going on. Um, but basically, through the three sessions, we learn all those strokes. The parents pick out what they like and, and actually see what the babies like and don't like. Um, I know something, uh, uh, something else that's important to talk about are babies' cues. Um, May, could, mm-hmm. could, could I stop you for just a moment? Um, sure. As, as I understand it, there are a couple of things that you're driving at here. It sounds like there's more than one type of stroke or more than one type of technique. Is that correct? It is correct. The routine okay. that I usually teach has a combination of some Indian milking strokes, some Swedish strokes, a little bit of reflexology. It's a combination Ooh. of a lot of uh, different strokes that um, a lot of parents and infants enjoy doing. So uh, you you teach them X number of strokes, and then pretty much they can pick what they like to do or what their baby responds well to. Would that be correct? Exactly. And they can do more of the strokes their baby responds well to and less of the ones or none of the ones the baby doesn't like. Baby doesn't like or doesn't respond to. So then, May, it sounds like it would be more important to establish this predictable routine with the baby. It sounds like you're trying to help the baby to anticipate what comes next. And so the routine or the sequence is more important than the actual number of strokes, maybe maybe that's the way to put it? Well, um, primarily we want to keep the baby happy and relaxed. Yes. And okay. if you know what's coming next, you can relax more to it. So while you're teaching your baby infant massage, it's important to keep your strokes in a certain order so the baby can't, you're exactly right, so the baby knows what's coming next and there are no surprises. Do you the think baby, the baby does know what's coming next? They do. I've um, okay. actually witnessed a baby when we were finished massaging one arm, and this baby was used to massage. It raised its next arm for us to massage. So, yes. <laughs> Good yes, for they, him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He says, I've, I've got this. Okay, now you mentioned about cues where the baby is really trying to communicate, Nah, not so much. I'm not so nuts about this. What cues would you look for? Okay, that's really important because obviously at this point, your baby can only communicate with you non-verbally. So Mm -hmm. cues are some non-verbal signs that they can give you to tell you if they love what's going on, they don't really have much of an idea of what's going on, or they really don't like what's going on. So some of the cues, if the baby is not really comfortable with this, might be wide open eyes, hands with the fingers laid out, Oh, uh-huh. they actually, uh, most people know that the cry means they're not comfortable, but also hiccuping, yes. sometimes a change in the color of the skin, mm. um, just a look of uncomfortable eyes, you know, if the eyes yes. look like they're um, a little scared or sad or don't know what's going on, versus a relaxed baby look with hands relaxed, a smile on their face. Um, looking very comfortable 
as they look around the room or look at you. And that's another thing. We try to um, increase eye contact while we're doing this. Yeah, sometimes I, I, I totally agree, especially about the hiccuping, because th- that happens in, with uh, as a stress signal for other things as well. And I would definitely agree that this is an interesting place for people to learn non-communication, uh, excuse me, non-verbal communication. Great introduction to that. Uh, folks, don't go away because when we come back, I'm going to ask May to explain to us a little bit about the impact of infant massage on fathers and uh, a little bit more about this how to nitty gritty. Now, don't go away. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you getting ready for your IBLCE exam? Do you want a time-saving review without having to travel? Marie Biancuso's new guided study review is the perfect resource for you. If you're wanting to listen on the go, get our premier package, which includes over 60 12-minute audio casts, a 400-page companion guide, and much more. Best of all, you'll get a live Q&A session with Marie via webinar. You'll walk into the exam confident you'll pass. Call today at 703-787-9894 or visit us at www.breastfeedingoutlook.com. That's breastfeedingoutlook.com. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today with infant massage instructor and lactation consultant. May Scott. Uh, I know everyone, I promised you that I would talk a little bit about, or I'd ask May to talk about uh, fathers and massage, but I I want to talk a little bit more about this actual routine before we leave this topic. May, uh, I would imagine that parents have questions about things like, how often should I do it? How long should each session be? How deep should I be doing this? Well, I hurt the baby if I am too aggressive. Can you help us with some of those questions? Sure, Marie. Those are great questions, and a lot of parents ask those. Uh, The massage can be done once a day or more a day, depending on your time constraints and how much the baby likes it. But 
at least at first, while the baby and you are learning about it, it's good to do it at least once a day until the baby is comfortable with it, can relax to it, because at first it actually may excite the baby and Uh will not relax. A lot of people read, oh, massage is going to relax them and help them sleep, where at first it may excite them and make them think, oh, this is playtime, I'm fun, I'm excited, (laughs) I'm up now. Gotcha. Important to know that might happen at first, but as you are consistent with doing the massage every day and consistent with your routine, your baby will learn to relax to it over time. So at least once a day for the first few weeks or month is wonderful. And the massage can last anywhere from 5, 10, up to about 15 minutes. So when you first start massage, maybe a shorter massage and work your way up as you find out which massage strokes your baby likes and you like to do. Okay, okay. Um, People also ask, do I do this before a bath or after a bath if I'm using the oil? Yeah, about that. And that's very, um, it really varies from parent to parent. Some parents like to leave the oil on if the baby has some rough skin or some eczema. Some parents like to do it and then give the baby a bath, but just beware, they might be a little slippery in the tub. So, Oh, right, um, right, right. <laughs> no, that's going to happen. But you'll find, once you do it and try a few ways, you'll find what's most comfortable for you and works best for you and your family. May, I'm still worried about what parents have said to me for as many years as I can remember. Oh, I'm so afraid I'm going to hurt the baby. Uh, how do you help parents to know how much pressure is too much pressure, not enough pressure? Is there such a thing? Can you address that? There, there, there really is. A lot is dependent on um, the individual child. So that's another good reason to learn the baby's cues. Cues. Now, a, lot, mm. a lot of mothers that I've seen actually stroke too lightly, and it may cause a tickle sensation, which could almost be a little uncomfortable or I don't want to say torturous, but you certainly don't want to tickle your baby for 15 minutes and have the baby uncomfortable. So as you're watching the cues, you want to make sure you're not being ticklish and you want to do enough pressure that it's almost like you are hugging the baby's arm. Um, You do want enough pressure to stimulate not just the skin, but a little bit of the muscle underneath. So firm. Low strokes, calm strokes, also really important while we're talking about the the calmness of the stroke is that the parents stay calm too. The baby (laughs) is going to pick up communication by how the parent is touching them. So it's a slow stroke, it's a, a fairly firm stroke that's comfortable and watching your baby's cues to make sure they're happy and comfortable. May, I'm also thinking that if I were a baby, I would be feeling like, ah, this is just so nice. That's what I would think I would be thinking if I were a baby. But <laughs> but here's my question. You know, so often I try to discourage parents from using pacifiers. And I usually try to say to them, here are some other things that you can do to console your baby And I, you know, have kind of my own little laundry list, but I'm not sure that I've ever mentioned infant massage. Do you think that infant massage is something that parents might use in place of giving a pacifier when the baby has had enough to eat? I I certainly don't advocate, you know, doing something else if the baby's still hungry. But let's, let's say he's really got enough food. He just needs some consolation. 
is inrit massage a good thing to uh, consider there? It's definitely a perfect thing to consider. Now, it's, you know, right away, um, right away when the baby's not used to it, they may not uh, be calmed by a massage yet. But that's another reason, you know, get started, get the baby used to it, get the baby to calm to it. And there's also fun things we do with the massage. And I'm not saying you have to do the entire massage to calm the baby. But think about what their favorite massage stroke is. Or if they Mm. enjoy having their toes rolled and played with. You can do this little (laughs) piggy on their toes. You can do the rolling of the fingers and the holding of the hands. And just do part of the massage that the baby really has fun with. Another fun thing to calm the baby is if you have a favorite song you like to sing to your baby, put it to your a massage routine for your baby. And that could be something calming for the baby also. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm liking it. I'm, as I hear you talking, I just keep going back to this idea of this is such a wonderful way to learn nonverbal communication real early in the game. Uh, May, talk to us about fathers. Uh, have you taught fathers how to do infant massage? And, and what does the research say about fathers? What should, where does all this fit together? Um, unfortunately, it's usually the mothers that come in with the infants, <laughs> but it is such a treat for me and for the fathers when they come in and realize, wow, this is something I can really do that makes a difference for my baby. Um, My wife can breastfeed the baby and I can massage the baby and it has all the health benefits. So it really um, can be a terrific option for the father to do who, who wants to be more involved. It actually helps them be more comfortable holding the baby. It's wonderful to see the father also spending this time getting the eye-to-eye contact and the great smiles back from the baby when they're enjoying it and really does help with that closeness of the father. Um, there, There is a study also that shows that fathers who are taught to come to a class for infant massage get so many benefits. First, they get to meet other fathers of infants about the same age, and they then have a support group and find some friends um, who have things in common, but they also feel much more confident about touching the baby, holding the baby, and being able to help the baby in times of stress. Um, Also, after work, um, this is another very important issue with infant massage, if the parents are both working, then they can come home and guarantee quality, good time with the baby with as simple as a 15-minute massage. Oh, I'm liking that idea. I'm liking that idea a lot because it helps. You know, honestly, I often tell people, all of us like skin-to-skin contact, uh, we often talk about skin-to-skin contact as though it's something that happens immediately after labor and delivery and then never again. Y- you know, a handshake is skin-to-skin contact, and now you're telling us infant massage is skin-to-skin contact. It's not necessarily full ventral contact, but nonetheless. Um, I, I want to go back to, to what you were talking about, that baby smiling up at you when he gets that massage. When Kathleen Kendall Tackett was on this show, she talked about how massaging the infant could actually be helpful for the mother who had the baby blues or the depression or whatever. Could you address that a little? 
Sure. Um, well, there's nothing more gratifying than being able to do something for your child that makes them happy and smile and feel loved. Yes. And that massage and the skin-to-skin contact between the mother and or father and the baby would also raises their oxytocin, which is that loving hormone that um, has love for the mother, love for the baby, and it really can help someone who's having some of the blues um, feel much better about the whole situation. You know, that makes sense. I I hadn't heard that in a long time, but really that's been going around for so long that oxytocin is the love hormone and man it really really is that's a that's a really good point and I like what you said about coming home from work I'm thinking that if nothing else it means that the parent takes 15 minutes or so to just you know kind of unwind a little bit be with their baby relax I encourage them to take a nice deep breath or two before they massage talk to the baby. Um, Now, not to do it particularly right away, when you start teaching your baby infant massage and start doing it, you want to try to keep out other noise or other distractions from the baby. But as the baby gets more more and more comfortable with massage, the parents can also put on some music in the background. And it doesn't have to be nursery rhymes. It can be something nice that the parents can relax to also. We've had parents come in and say they love to massage to James Taylor or whatever relaxing music they like. So it's um, relaxing for the parent and the child. Well, that makes a lot of sense to me. May, how about this? You mentioned that uh, babies have had good luck, if there's such a word, uh, but if it had good results, I should say, from infant massage with something like colic or constipation, would you say that parents generally sign up for a class because they already have a baby who has some sort of issue or because they're curious about infant massage? What do you think are the, the main reasons why most parents sign up for an infant massage class? Well, I've had all types of responses to that. Um, A lot of parents come in because they themselves enjoy massage so much and want their babies to have that enjoyment. Uh, Many parents do come in uh, to the class because they have a problem with the baby crying because their stomach hurts or not being able to calm down before bed. And there's been wonderful results with our abdominal routine and the baby being able to pass gas or relieve some constipation or lessen any colicky symptoms. So uh, we've had wonderful results with that. So really, May, in just a couple of seconds we have left, would it be fair to say that it may take a while for people to see results or they may see results fairly quickly? It could be either. I've had... Either one. Okay. um, Moms come in, actually come in as a um, for a breastfeeding problem, thought the baby was constipated because of that. Um, we looked at everything as far as breastfeeding, wasn't a problem, taught her the abdominal routine, and she called me so excitedly on her way home that the uh, baby was relieved and she was absolutely relieved. So All right. it can happen. 
It can happen quickly. It could take a few times, but um, it's very effective. Okay, I'm liking that because, you know, so often with a lot of these natural techniques, uh, it doesn't necessarily happen right away. And you're saying that too. It might not necessarily happen right away, but it can happen um, almost instantly. It sounds like for this mother, she wasn't even home with the baby, but what the uh, intended resolution has happened. Exactly. And also, it's another reason I do warn parents that when they're doing the abdominal routine, you may want to make sure the baby's diaper's on. (laughs) Yeah, unless you want to mess there. (laughs) So, May, help us with this a little bit more. I know that there is a person who is a certified massage therapist, and she is a person who works on somebody's body, hopefully mine, because I really enjoy having a massage. (laughs) But that is not the same as a person who is an infant massage instructor. Am I correct? That's correct. It is a separate class and certification that um, a massage therapist would take or actually um, other occupations can other people with different occupations can become a certified infant massage instructor um, but they can't actually massage the baby so if you're a massage therapist a licensed massage therapist you could help with massaging a baby if needed Um, If you're not a massage therapist, you still can become an instructor, but you would actually instruct on a mannequin baby while the parents are massaging their own babies. May, would it be fair to say that your role as an instructor is to help the parents learn the particular strokes, help them to get comfortable with using those strokes, and help them to look for the cues about how the baby is responding? Would you say pretty much those are the three things maybe you do in a class? Yes, yes those are three uh, really important things that we do teach in class. I make sure by the end of class the parents are very comfortable with um, doing a massage at home. That's why I like to break up the classes and have them practice and bring back questions and tell if they test the oil. And um, the parents really enjoy it and the babies really enjoy it by the end of class. Wow, that's so great. So would you say that most of the babies that you have seen in the class are younger babies or older babies? Well, good question. We ask um, that the babies that come in are not crawling yet (laughs) because once the babies crawl, it's really difficult to to teach it and to learn it at that point. So it's strongly suggested that you try to learn before the baby's mobile and crawling around. It's not impossible, but um, it's just more difficult at that point. Yes, one could understand. So you talked about how you don't need to be a massage therapist in order to be a massage instructor for infants. So let's say that I... I'm a nurse. Can I become a certified infant massage instructor? Apparently, yes. Yes, you can. And actually, okay. for some occupations, you can get continuing ed credits for becoming certified. So what about if I'm not a nurse and I'm not a dietitian and I'm not a doctor or a massage therapist or an occupational therapist or anything else? What about if I'm just a person who is just really, really interested in this? Can I become certified? 
Um, you possibly can. When I became certified, um, and I suggest that you get on the website for the International Association of Infant Massage, that's where I got certified. There are some other um, places you can become certified, but with this particular organization, you had to write a paper as to why you wanted to become an infant massage mm. educator. Okay. And then they chose the people um, from the, the papers that they turned in. May, I'm going to interrupt you for a moment. That's www, at least the one I think you're talking about, www.iaim.net. Am I correct? Yes, exactly. And that's I like India, A like Apple, I like India, M like May. Um, and you're saying, I think what you're saying is that you do have to have some sort of professional background in the, in the healthcare sciences in order to be an infant massage instructor. Is that what you're saying? No, I, well, unless they've changed it, when I became certified, you did not have to, but they had to agree with your intent. I see, I see. Okay, all righty. And we're not necessarily asking you to speak on their behalf, but I'm just thinking to myself, there's got to be people who are listening right now who are saying, this is so cool. How do I become an instructor? How how, how do I grow up and be just like May? Uh, (laughs) But it's really very, very fascinating for me. um, As I hear you talking. So May, can you pull together, please? Some of the main points that you've talked about during this past hour, for those people who might not have heard it from the beginning, um, can you summarize for us maybe what are some three take-home points that we have that you really tried to impress upon us today? Sure, Marie. Well, I would first say that um, people may not realize how important loving touch, including infant massage, is for the development of infants. And that with the working parent and the hustle and bustle of the world these days, being able to give a child a really quality 10 or 15 minute massage makes all the difference in the world. Mm. Um, The other point is it's easy and fun. It's easy and fun (laughs) to learn. It's great for the mother, for the father, for grandparents even for siblings, to get involved uh, with this loving touch for the baby. So it's not difficult to learn. It is not difficult. It's easy. Um, I will teach certain strokes, but you can really do any type of stroke that's comfortable for you and the baby. And the intention, um, what's important is the intention, the pressure, trying to have eye contact while you're doing it. You can actually talk about the different, like, this is your finger, this is your thumb. Talk to the baby about their arm, their feet, their toes. And even before the baby can speak, they will know all their body parts. So it's, it's educational. It's good for their physiology. It's great relaxing. It's wonderful for the parents and the baby. And as you said in the beginning, Going back to the beginning, a lot of people see massages, oh, it's just something nice to do once in a while, but there really are studies out now showing the um, tremendous health benefits of massage for the baby and for the parents, but we're talking about infant massage right now, and 
please, if anybody's interested, there's, you know, look up on the International Association of Infant Massage for more information. Um, there's a lot of wonderful studies and information out there. Uh I just want to help you to pull a little bit more together, which is it seems to me that the really big name here to look for in the studies for those who are professionals and, and are listening, I'm thinking that Tiffany Field is the big field or fields uh, is the big name for infant massage. Am I correct? She is the big name for the infant massage studies um, who at the Touch Research Institute at the University in Miami. of Miami School yeah. of Medicine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there's a That's... wonderful book by Vimela McClure that I like to reference. And um, there's also a physician who was one of the first doctors to bring this to the forefront, and his name was Dr. Frederick Leboyer. Um, so there are three people who were and are very instrumental, um, hoping that as people hear about this and get more interested, that um, more and more people will be doing this. Wow. Well, you've given us some really excellent ideas, certainly some motivation, some great information about what can be done for infants who are in the NICU. All of these things, I think, are just tremendous for parents as well as for professionals to understand. Uh, everyone, I hope you have been as interested and fascinated, really, as I have been as we've been listening to May Scott explain all of this to us. May, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome, Marie. Thanks for having me. Well, I, as usual, all of you probably know that this hour goes way, 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 way too fast, and that's all the time that we have today. I'd like to thank May Scott for being with us today as my special guest. I'd like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed, and I'd like to invite you all to come back next week. Next week, we're going to be talking about some common concerns for mothers who are pump dependent. And by that, I mean that you have no baby at the breast. You are simply pumping in order to protect your milk supply and give that milk to your baby. So I hope you'll join me for that one. Remember now, if you are a professional, visit my website at borntobebreastfed.com. And if you are interested in professional continuing education for breastfeeding and lactation, I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. And if you are a parent, please visit me at www.borntobebreastfed.com. I'm Marie Biancuzzo. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby who was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.